Good morning. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm just going to open us up in prayer. (sighs) Father, we love you so much, and we're so thankful for you. And we just bring this time before you. Father, I just pray that your anointing would come, that you would anoint my lips, Lord, that only I would speak the things that you choose me to speak. I pray that this word would be a blessing and encouragement to each and every one who hears it. Lord, I love you and I thank you today for your promises, that they are yes and amen, that they are true, that I can stand upon them forever. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. So, um, probably about... Is this too loud? No? Okay. Probably about, um, I'd say a month ago, maybe a little longer, the Lord began to stir my heart about this. And um, I wasn't sure if, uh, if the Lord was actually stirring a word in my heart, but, you know, the Lord always confirms um, what he's doing and what he wants to speak And so um, the Lord just began to say the word promises to me. And um, I would wait and just kind of listen, and then he'd just say the word promises. And so I kind of got the clue that he wanted me to research his promises and Then two weeks ago, as you know, um, I was sitting in my office, um, and two young women came in, which reminds me I need to call them because I don't see them today. And um, they're interested in the school, and she introduces her son, and she says, his name is Promise, and my head, like, whipped around and I was like, okay, the Lord is definitely speaking. And then again this week, um, you know, everybody else has seen the geese this year but me. But, yeah, but the other, the other morning, I actually heard them and saw them. So I knew that the Lord was reminding me of, of his promises. Each and every one of us have individual promises that the Lord has spoken to us words that he's spoken to us over through a prophetic word. My friend Terry back here has the giggles. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I, I felt like... Um, on trumpets that the Lord was saying that that day was um, a new beginning of his promise for us. And the Lord began to speak to me about a story that we all know and have heard in the Word. But we're going to read about the story, and then um, we're, we're going to talk about God's promises. So if you would turn to Genesis chapter 17, we're going to... Um, move around a little, but we're going to start there, Genesis 17, and if you would look at verses 15 through 17, 
Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Should a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? So I just want to bring your attention right now to this story. So we have a man who is 100 years old. We have a woman who is 90 years old. And God comes to them at this, plate, this time of their life and says, you're, you're going to be parents. Not only are you going to be parents, but you're going to be a father and mother of nations. Now, we know in the natural realm, 90 years old is way beyond child-rearing years, uh, bearing years, right? I mean, I haven't read in the newspaper seen on the local news a 90-year-old woman bearing a child lately. So I want you to understand that this right here is not a natural event. It's a supernatural event. So let's um, go to chapter 18 in the same book. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent to tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before him. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Can't you just imagine Sarah kind of like peeking out the tent opening and kind of down thinking, what on earth is he saying? Now remember, the Lord had already spoken to Abraham and given him this promise. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, 
and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid, and said, No, but you did laugh. So I want to bring your attention to several things. Remember, here in the natural realm, having a child at 90 years old is not natural. So we're talking about a supernatural event, but a promise. God promised. God said at the appointed time. So here the angel of the Lord comes back, and he visits Abraham, and he visits Sarah, and he says again, at the appointed time. Now I want you in your mind to begin to, if you can, let yourself go back to the many promises that the Lord has spoken over your life. I know for myself there are quite a few. And in the natural realm, I have not seen them. In the natural realm, you're shaking your heads. Some of them I have. Some of them I have not. And honestly, as I look at some of them, if I look with my natural eyes, those words and those promises in the natural realm are impossible. But at the appointed time, God says, all things are possible with him. So as we know, a year later, Sarah gave birth to a little boy, and they named him Isaac, the promised child. Now remember, she was way past the years of bearing a child, and so was Abraham. One of the things that I want to share with you um, in my notes is that faith is not being in denial of the facts or the promises that God has made to us. It is having an ability to see the facts through the reality of God's faithfulness and supernatural ability to perform what he has promised. Amen. I'm going to read that one more time. Faith is not being in denial of the facts. It is having an ability to see the facts through the reality of God's faithfulness and supernatural ability to perform what he has promised. So our new reality is that the natural realm that we find ourselves in, the promises that God has spoken to us here in the natural realm, is subject to the realm of God and his word. Do you understand? So every promise, Every single promise in the natural realm is subject to the realm of God and his word. Now, the word of God, one of my favorite scriptures is, the word of God goes out, it does what God sends it to do, it doesn't fall to the ground and become dead and void, but it performs what he sends it to do. So the Lord began to show me this morning 
that as we meditate on God's word, on his word, on the promises in his word, and I'm going to give you some in just a moment, but as we meditate on God's word and we meditate on the promises that he has spoken to us, instead of when the enemy comes in and he's blah, 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 and fear begins to rise and doubt begins to take place. We're those people that call things forth as they are, not as what we see with our natural eye, because remember, the natural is subject to God's realm and his word. And we being sons and daughters of God Most High, when we meditate upon that word, it begins to stir and it begins to activate just like JC said this morning, the word of God came to bring life. Life is activation. So we begin to meditate and we're studying the Word of God and we're studying the promises in the Word and the promise that He's given to us instead of giving ear to the enemy and listening to his foul lies. We're standing upon the Word of God and our spirit begins to churn and it, becomes to, it begins to activate and it becomes alive and it begins to swell up within us So we are this body of faith walking through the natural realm as sons and daughters of God, breaking back the darkness because the faith of God is so active and alive in us because we've been studying and meditating on his word and his promises that that's in our thought process. That's what's coming out of our mouth. Because we know that God created everything by his words, right? He spoke everything into creation, into being. So when we are studying and meditating and the word of God is churning and it's becoming active and alive and we're speaking God's word instead of speaking the lies of the enemy because he comes to destroy, to kill. But God came to bring life. So the word today is that the promises of God are true. Whether you received a promise from God 10 years ago or two days ago, God is not a man that lies. God is God, and he keeps his word forever. He never, he never disappoints. God's timing is perfect. And at the appointed time, his promise will come true for you. So I want to give you guys some scripture. When Pastor left, he gave orders to be joyful. To be joyful. No. 
No, but you can tell us a joke at the end. No, I want to give you guys some promises. So I have literally 18 pages of promises in the Word of God. There are so many more. There are, yeah, like Sean just said, there are hundreds. I've starred a few of them. So I just, I want to read these to you because I want to speak them out into the atmosphere. Because just like we heard today, change is here. Change is here. It's all around us. It's within us. God is activating change. Look at the seasons. The seasons are changing. So here's the first scripture, Isaiah 41:13. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Isaiah 43:2 says, When you pass through the waters... I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Have you felt like you've been um, drenched uh, in the river or the fire is scorching you? God says you're not going to be burned. Isaiah 54.10, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love for you will never be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. What a great promise. We don't have to fear, Father, when we do something wrong, when we sin, we can come to right and right, run right before him and confess our sins. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's what we've been doing. Jeremiah 29.11 This was my father's life first. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Psalms 37.4 Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And Romans 10.9-10 If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I just want to encourage you today and remind you, you know the promises that God has spoken to your heart. You know the things that he's declared over your life, over the lives of your children and your grandchildren, all of our family, this community, the prodigals. I encourage you. This is the season of promise. God is coming in these days. He's in our midst now. And he's going to be greeting us in this feast. And he's going to be speaking to us individually and corporately 
about the promise that he's already spoken, but there are going to be more promises that he has for us. I want you to begin to stir your heart and activate yourselves to be open and prepared. Let your ears hear the voice of the Lord and let your eyes see him in everything that he's doing and everything that you're doing. Amen? Amen, Brother Sean. Short and sweet. You're welcome. That wasn't very long, was it?